0: Hey guys, hope y'all have had a great day. Today's day 19 of our Christmas Advent reading. Um, I hope you've been able to find some time to be in the Word, be in God's house today. Um, day 19, the title for today is The Saddest Prophecy. We're gonna be in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 31, verses uh, verse 15. Jeremiah 31, verse 15. And uh, we'll start with our Bible reading, as always, again, day 19 of our Christmas Advent reading. We got today, then we got tomorrow to be in that of the Old Testament. Then we pick up and we get into the New Testament. Again, I just want to remind you before we start reading. For me, uh, growing up, I, I just thought that... Um, that that the new testament was where you found the birth of jesus but man the more we grow and mature within our walk and with our knowledge of god's word uh, man it's been great to be able to see as i've grown but then also as we've just taken 20 days just to see how god it's just a a thread that's woven through the whole bible uh, that of it's all about jesus it's all about jesus you know the title of it the things concerning himself all things concerning himself through that of the word of God. So it's been amazing. So anyway, so let's go. Jeremiah 31 verse 15. Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Here we go. So much more. People who really know who Jesus is will respond in one or of two ways, either their anger or through adoration. There is no middle ground. We see people try to do this in today's world, but it really isn't a possibility. I get really frustrated, the author does, when I hear people say stuff about how Jesus was a good moral teacher, because that just isn't an option. Jesus claimed to be God. Good moral teachers don't claim to create and sustain the universe. C.S. Lewis famously said in *Mere Christianity*: "A man who was merely wait a, minute, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell." You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can you can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Now that we are on the same page. We can look at this passage. The first comes to us as a prophecy in Jeremiah. But then it is quoted in Matthew chapter 1 in verse 18, where we are told that it has been fulfilled. But what happened? The star As you know, when Jesus was born, a star appeared. It's crazy because it looks like the only people that recognized it were a group of wise men from somewhere in the east. They were so impressed by this star's appearance that they set out to see the one who was born, king of the Jews. What's even crazier is that they they wasn't even Jewish. They must have had copies of the Old Testament lying around, possibly from Daniel's time, remember that, and put it together that God was going to announce the coming of the king with a star. Long story short, they show up in Jerusalem asking about the baby. Of course, they would go to Jerusalem, right? This is where the kings were supposed to live. But when they get there, Israel's king, Herod, has no clue that what they were talking about. So he gets his own wise men together, religious people, together to figure it out. They come back and say that according to Micah 5.2, he must be born in Bethlehem. That's not bad. These guys traveled potentially 400 miles and made it to within six miles of Jesus on their first try. Herod then sends them off, while trying to trick them. He tells them that they need to come back and tell him all about it has um, all about it has so it so he can go and worship him too. The good news is is that God wasn't tricked; he knew all that was in Herod's heart. So later on, he appears to the wise men to tell them not to stop and see Herod, but to keep on going polarized responses. These wise men saw the star and came to worship Jesus. They knew that the heavenly signs were pointing to a heavenly body or heavenly baby. They knew that he was so much more than a baby born to be a king. That is why they dropped everything to go and worship him. Herod understood this too, but it didn't lead him to worship. He saw Jesus as a threat and would not let this little baby grow up to displace him. So what did Herod do? He figured out how long the star had been in the sky and sent his soldiers to kill every little boy in the area. He wasn't going to let anything threaten his power or his his power. Mourning to joy. Herod was such an evil man, I can't imagine what, what would have been going through someone's mind for them to decide that their power was worth killing all of those babies, those baby boys, What terribly sad time it was, but there is still good news. Herod failed. He tried to ruin God's plan for our salvation and couldn't do it. God warned Joseph to take the boy and flee to Egypt until Herod was gone. Now let's jump back to Jeremiah for just a minute. That's our reading for today. At the end of this chapter, we can see more of God's good news. This is where we get to see that God is going to make a new covenant with his people. In this covenant, God will write his law on our hearts. He will be our God and we will be his people. This is indeed a cause for rejoicing. Listen to what he says in Jeremiah 31 verses 31 through 34. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and his and and his each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. Now, in my Bible, I would have that underlined. They shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. No more then, as if God was anticipating our disbelief, He gives us proof that we will keep His promises that he that He will keep his promises. He is the God who makes the sun shine during the day and the stars shine at night. He is the God who brings the waves onto the shore. He tells us all. He, he tells us all of this so that we can know that as long as these things keep happening, he is still in control and we can still trust him to keep his, com- his covenant with us. So let's reflect. As we prepare for Christmas, and y'all, it's, it's coming. As we prepare for Christmas, it's good for us to remember that Jesus came to a world broken by sin. Many prophecies were fulfilled at his birth. Most of them are so good and joyful, but not this one. This one reminds us that there are evil people in the world who hate Jesus. This was true in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, and it is true today. But this will not stop God from keeping his promises. We know that he is good and that he can be trusted. And if we want confirmation of that, we can look to the same things Jeremiah told us. As long as the sun still shines during the day and as long as the moon and the stars at night and as long as the waves continue to crash on the shore, God can be trusted to keep his word. So there it is, day 19 um man jeremiah what amazing passage uh, i encourage you to go back and catch that whole chapter um but guys he's coming he's coming to bring the peace he's coming to bring uh, the hope uh the joy uh, that can only be found through him if you're looking for true peace you're looking for true joy not happiness joy you will find him through my savior I hope y'all have a great night. Um, Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Don't forget, I'll put the conversation pieces down in the comments. Hey, let's stay in the word. Let's look forward to his coming. Y'all have a great night.